0: Hey, this is Lou Mangiello from WDW Radio, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls
1: Podcast. Let's do this. The tendons we continue all the way to episode 390 of the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. To all who come to this place of joy, hope and friendship welcome epcot is inspired by walt disney's creative vision here human achievements are celebrated through imagination wonders of enterprise and concepts of a future that promises new and exciting benefits for all may epcot center entertain inform and inspire and above all may it instill a new sense of belief and pride in man's ability to shape a world that offers hope to people everywhere welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Five Ish Fangirls podcast. So, like Joyce, let's start off like we work on the virtual table and see who's joined us this week.
0: This is Brittany Belvedere. This is Holly from
1: Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Hopefully, everyone is doing well. Yes, and sending
0: goodwill vibes
1: yeah she got the con <laughs> crud. yeah so uh yeah that uh, that bites uh, yeah what yeah. are you gonna do but yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to podcast when you don't have a voice so yeah you kind of need that, <laughs> that <wasn't important. laughs> yeah there's a few things you can get away with when it comes to podcasting that is not one of them no <sighs> Oh, yeah. Uh, and then um, hopefully any of our listeners that were in the path of the recent hurricane are doing fine yeah. as well. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Thoughts and prayers your way as well.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, my aunt and uncle are okay. They have a, a winter home down there. So, mm. yeah, it's like, yep,
1: we're good. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. Got a, i got a decent number of people that live down there and mm-hmm. it seems like everybody got through fairly unscathed so yeah yeah same you i am a lot of family yeah, take that as, as a win mm-hmm. yes yep so all right well let's do the news not a whole lot just a few things so mm-hmm. we now have finally a date for the crown season 5 mm-hmm. coming to netflix on november 9th yep so that's exciting a little over a month mm-hmm. i am ready i'm excited to see Imelda staunton's uh, portrayal of of her majesty so mm-hmm. It should be interesting. I'll say the yes. Least.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. And then... Lord knows, he knows how to break the internet. Uh, Ryan Reynolds... Yeah. Apparently didn't want to uh, break D23 or just wanted to make sure that he had everyone's full attention outside of d23 (laughs) yeah or something like that uh take your pick maybe a little column a and b (laughs) yeah a little bit of column c he's 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 canadian and therefore just weird i don't know uh but anyway uh (laughs) we have a teaser ish uh date for deadpool 3 Uh, yeah so deadpool 3 right now write it in pencil due out right after labor day 2024 uh November or september 6 if you want to be very specific um Mm -hmm. but (laughs) happy early birthday to me yeah but ryan ryan being the troll that he is he can't just be like oh yeah we're finally got deadpool 3 it's happening it's in the works oh no in some former fashion that we're not going to explain right now in reality um hugh jackman's gonna be back as wolverine (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah this is gonna be an interesting
0: team up (laughs) Throw a little Professor Xavier in there and uh, make things more interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, I love the Deadpool movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Freaking brilliant. I'm excited for Deadpool to make his official debut in the MCU. Or at least his first movie as part of the MCU. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I just have the feeling Deadpool is going to show up somewhere before this. Yeah, I'm thinking so. <laughs> oh. And, um, you know, with the multiverse, why not? <laughs> you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> why not have you checked back as Wolverine one more time? Mm-hmm. So. But it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, I love the, you know, Brian Reynolds. It's two videos at this point. And yeah. he's like, you know, I really wanted to make sure that Deadpool's debut in the MCU was true to the character and all these things. And he's wandering around the house thinking and being all deep. And he's got a Deadpool suit on. And at one point, he's pouring him a glass of, uh, aviation gin which is his brand of course if he's going to be drinking in anything it's going to be his right. liquor brand um and uh and he's like i got nothing <laughs> like don't worry the fanboys will help uh, <laughs> but yeah kind of broke the internet there a little and then proceeded to follow up with another video like the day after with the him and hugh quote unquote explaining how this is going to work (laughs) to the tune of whams wake me up before you go. Oh my. So I'm excited. Like to like September 2024 seems like it's a whole long ways away, but it's really not. So yeah. Yeah, I'm, I mean I'm we're almost
0: done with 2022 so right yeah exactly
1: <laughs> exactly you know so but I'm very I'm very excited I'm excited for Deadpool yeah. to properly now be part of the MCU and to completely poke fun at everything mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> I mean She-Hulk is doing a decent job Yep, for not being able to be rated R. Yes, <laughs> she, you know, she Jennifer is doing a, a decent job for for standing in for Wade until Wade can get here. Uh, yes,
0: but oh uh, man, wouldn't it be something if she would have to defend him oh, for something?
1: My oh goodness, oh. Those, the, they, we need to get those two together. Although yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure the universe would break, but it needs to happen. It would be worth oh, it. Oh, her,
0: him, and Louise. <laughs> You're welcome, Marvel. Uh huh. <laughs> Come
1: on, we are giving you these for free. Plot bunnies, I have them. Mm-hmm. Well, more like tribbles. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, mark your calendars in pencil, of course. Mm-hmm. That's the way you roll around here. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited. yeah <laughs> So there's that, um, and unfortunately, <laughs> since Chrissy does have the concrete, we're gonna have to wait uh, for her recap of Salt Lake Fan X. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, but she did post some pictures. Yes, on our on our Instagram, so you can go look at those. Alex got to meet the voice of Mario, which made yes. him oh. very very excited. The entire family yes. did. Uh, whole mario yes. family cosplay um although i'm it looks like lottie's not entirely sure what's going on. yeah <laughs> i
0: know i'm here i'm with mommy daddy and brother but i'm not sure what's going on
1: yeah exactly so <laughs> but uh when uh when chrissy gets her voice back <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: she can tell us all about uh alex meeting Yes. Mario! Mario! And all the other things and all the art that they bought for their new house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) At Artist Alley.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) What must we do to all the walls? Decorate them! Where? Mm -hmm. Artist Alley! (laughs) Mm -hmm. Guaranteed! Your house Mm -hmm. will be uniquely decorated. Yes um so yeah i guess look forward to that but hopefully next week if she's feeling better you never know with yes. this concludes mm-hmm. so, whenever she gets her voice back yes um but in the meantime uh friday at night um i posted a little sneak preview on my tiktok if, if people follow me there um but um chauncey and i had a little date night and we went down to louisville to once again check out the american horrorplex haunted attraction oh so, once again i got invited down there for a media preview which i greatly appreciate um so uh we got there and uh got our credentials um and they were super super nice i mean it's always great when you get you know discounted and or complimentary admission to things you know we never expected but it's always great when somebody offers um for us to be able to experience these things um so um so we got to we did the the attraction. Well, first we got something to eat. Um, because they did supply us with food and drink tickets as well. So they had a food truck. So we were able to get something to eat and then our drinks we could either use for whatever beverages, soda or whatever they had, the food truck, or they had a beer garden. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like, you know, as much as I like, you know, as much as I like this attraction last year, I'm still not the biggest fan of haunted attractions. So, if somebody's like, "Here, you can exchange this for alcohol," I'm like, "Yes, please, hmm. um soda or <laughs> liquid courage." Um, exactly, liquid courage, Like, I will to take the <laughs> liquid courage,
0: please. <laughs> so, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm kind of on the. Ho- I'm getting
1: better with the horror, but it's just me like,
0: yeah, uh, no, I need. <laughs>
1: yeah a little liquid assistance you please and thank you Mm -hmm. uh so we sat down and you know we had our food we had beers um we got the went through the uh materials in the the press pack the plot very pretty much similar to what it was last year um so it's the the breckenhart institute uh these dot you know, these the this couple that were, you know, scientists slash doctors back in the day during <laughs> World War Two doing inhumane experiments on people. Uh and this is the remnants, you know, where the essentially the the uh the experiments and the the um uh the um so kind of quasi the inmates yeah the yeah the inmates (laughs) have taken over the asylum kind of type thing Mm -hmm. uh so yeah um so that yeah that was that was cool but they did it's in the same location so obviously they're bound to the (laughs) <laughs> the architecture of the buildings oh, that they're using, of course, yeah, um, but they did do a good job of rearranging some things and doing some changes in uh decor um uh, to make it feel like we just weren't repeating last year, which was good, you know, um and uh some of the rooms changed the their theming and and then the like, um so that was that was cool some of it was still the same because there's some interactive uh elements um that they kept in that i don't want to spoil uh <laughs> um but uh let's just say there's there's levers to be pulled and buttons to be pushed uh among other things <laughs> um uh so yeah we went through the the haunted the the the, the haunted house um which It's it doesn't look like it from the outside, but it's bigger on the inside. They have they utilize every (laughs) they utilize every square foot of this that they can. So like if you're unless you're just like scared so much that you're just like going at a brisk walk, if you're just walking at a normal pace, even if you get stopped every now and then because you know scare actors got in front of you and is blocking your path or whatever, if you're just walking like a normal stroll. It's probably going to take you a good 15, 20 minutes to get through this thing, which decent amount of time, uh, I would think, mm-hmm. um, compared to some other things that I've been through. Um, so that was um, uh, fun. Um, of course, uh, one of, one of the things that I like about this one is the fact that they do i mean obviously at the end of the day their their goal is to scare people uh <laughs> but um they um they also want to tell a story um which um uh, i really appreciate i think that i think that makes a huge difference on the experience um so it was it was was fun to watch the story play out and have the different characters do their part whether they were you know a mad scientist or an experiment gone wrong that's gotten loose or whatever um so that was a lot of fun um and then the um animal sanctuary was there again um That they were there last year actually fine what did i do with it i don't have it um butterfly something or other um i can't remember the name off the top of their head But they were there with some of their their goats um because they rescue uh uh, essentially differently abled <laughs> farm animals um so goats that have had you know had to lose a limb for one reason or another Sheep. uh they had a pig there that she's completely blind she's really sweet um so that was that was fun to, yeah to, to see little animals um they had some games carnival type games uh folks can play uh, they had some vendors uh selling um, stuff like like uh horror themed like um like candles <laughs> like you see like a uh, like no offense to the catholic church but like the ones you see like the 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 tall cylindrical ones that usually have like the virgin mary or something on it but instead it have like freddy Krueger on it. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> so, or or jewelry made from ethically sourced animal bones, um, and that sort of thing. We did uh, see the um owner, whose name I am blanking on, it's like Carrie Tony's something like that, starts with a T. Um, he actually remembered Chauncey and I from last year. Uh, which is really oh. impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, Oh yeah, we stood over there and talked about haunters against Tate. I'm like, dude, you got a good memory. <laughs> Here I am. I can't remember his name. He remembers exactly where we stood and what we talked about. So kudos to him. Um so um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um you know, um, like I said, if you if you uh are the biggest fan of haunted attractions, but maybe want to dip your toe in something beyond something that's maybe geared. I, I don't necessarily say family friendly. Like here in Indianapolis, we have the Children's Museum and they do a haunted house every year. And that usually scares me. It's the Children's Museum. So that mm-hmm. tells you where my tolerance level, Laura. Right. Is. Yeah. <laughs> If you want like a step above like the Children's Museum, this isn't a bad one. Um, like I said, it's it's uh, their their goal is to tell a story and on top of scaring people. Unlike some other attractions, where their ultimate they may have a theme, like a loose theme, a loose story, but their ultimate goal is really just to scare the shit out of you. Uh, <laughs> so, this not so much. They might scare some shit out of you, but it's not their ultimate goal. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh but uh so they're open for the the season. Um, so you can go to um their Facebook page um and uh check out hours and uh operating hours and how to get tickets and, and stuff like that. So but uh I do appreciate the invite uh, and I'm glad that we were (laughs) able to make it. Cause I'm like, I got the invite and I'm like, absolutely RSVP'd. And then we thought we had plans. So, and I was like, can I move it to a different, you know, can I have a different date You go come a different date? And they're like, that's fine. So then I rescheduled and then our plans changed again and then our plans changed again. And I'm like, okay, can I change it back? And they're like, that's fine. (laughs) They're very good people. (laughs) Uh so um but I will have video um that I will put up. Um, but it's it's like last year, because I believe I put the video up from last year, it is going to be on the shorter side because I don't want to give away stuff. So it's just gonna be a little taste. Of what you could experience. So, but in the meantime, um, already up on our YouTube channel is now my video from This Years Gen Con. So um that is up and available for you to watch so you can see some of the demos I did and um my larp <laughs> get to see some of my experience doing a larp for the first time you get to see some cosplay um so but of course lots and lots of stuff in the vendor hall that i would have loved to buy if i had more money that i <laughs> knew but i didn't so i didn't so yeah <laughs> willpower very strong (laughs) yep that the bank yells at you after a while saying you don't have any more money (laughs) oh and of course if you've been paying attention to the calendar we are in a new month
0: yeah, so
1: that means book club update
0: yeah there was a tie so I had to do a coin flip so the book for this month is The Wonderful doctor of Oz, and then for November it will be the um audio book hold on I'm trying to remember which one it was recorded time and other stories that will be our November choice mm our November selection. And then in November, I will put up the poll for December. Oy. yeah!
1: How did that happen?
0: Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs>
1: Tell me about it. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, <my. laughs> Oh. Um, and then, uh, also in the feeds, latest episode of Gold Standard, the Oscars podcast, um, where, uh, unfortunately, we, we had to record on a different day of the week than we normally do, which conflicted with Zan's, um, pinball league. Uh, so she was not able to join us unfortunately. Um but uh we were joined by uh someone we know very well on this show and that is Elena Vanderchba <laughs> um uh her and her her sister Laura have uh appeared on have been our guests a few times so mm-hmm. but Elena happens to have a extensive knowledge of asian history <laughs> so she was the perfect person for uh to have on gold standard to talk about the last emperor <laughs> so that was a uh, interesting discussion so another another historical epic directors out there they're like i want to make a movie what should i make i ah, have a historical epic it's, why not especially if it's a historical epic with Peter tool <laughs> all right and that is in the feeds wherever you find podcasts so all right time for feedback we got some feedback from chelaine um uh, she says um she says, "I was thinking you girls would probably play on talking about Enchanted, and I am down." She says, "I'm down for one." Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. Uh. Then she talks about the, yeah, the other Lion King spinoff, the the Lion King Guard, which I guess follows Simba's son. Um i never watched so um she thinks gal gadot is going to make a great evil queen for the live action so what i'm sure she will so um it's just she was ariel for halloween one time and she's very excited for the new music and she loves Lynn, manuel miranda everybody loves me lin-manuel uh-huh. miranda, so um and she doesn't have a problem with most of the live action remakes which is Perfectly fine. Everyone is, you yeah. know. I liked some of them. I didn't have any. I mean, all the ones I've seen, I've yet to hate any of them. Some I've liked more than others, but I've not really disliked any of them. So, um, um, and then she, uh, she says she wondered if, uh the Rogers and musical would have pop up at a convention at some point. <laughs> um I was like eh, D23 may- makes the most the most sense. So okay. um so speaking of the memo Miranda and and that I had a thought little tangent here. It was one of those, uh-huh. you know, driving in the car type thoughts. So what if we have roger's the musical and this song save the city which is actually what it's called save the city uh, and throughout the mcu we have other mcu related like musicals and plays start appearing so we have like roger's musical obviously which is a play on hamilton and I don't know. Do we just we just start having like musicals pop up? Like there is the MCU equivalent of Andrew Lloyd Webber just starts making Avengers and other hero and villain related type things, and they just you know they pop up every Mm -hmm. now and and the MCU, whether it's the Disney Plus shows or the films or whatever, it eventually. It's just one of those background things, kind of like the news station that pops up every. Night. Not the not the Daily Bugle internet show, but the actual news network that I cannot remember the the letters for. That's officially in the MCU. Um, it's one of those little Easter eggs that just pops up every now and then, mm-hmm. and eventually enough musicals occur and somebody deadpool jennifer walters i don't know somebody brings it up that you know somebody is taking essentially their lives and turning you know turning them into art you know performance art and we find out that the mcu has the equivalent of andrew lloyd webber but they are played by Lin Manuel Miranda. It's not Lin Manuel Miranda, but they're played by Lin Manuel Miranda.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: I want this now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. just like start to you know Hamilton, Cats, Phantom mm-hmm. of the Opera. You know all the pla- all the big musicals out there. Wicked you mm-hmm. gotta uh, you could it could be into the woods be, it, into the woods you know t- you take your pick and just avenger fire them Ooh. and at some I'd point down, down for the, it. <laughs> at some point down the line we find out that they are all being written produced by this guy
0: who's played uh, by
1: Lynn, by Mom Miranda.
0: oh uh, i love it disney again
1: you're welcome yes we are <laughs> giving you these for free seriously mm-hmm. oh anyway that's my, That was my little driving in the car, like, oh, idea. Or if somebody does a mashup of this on YouTube, please
0: send us links. Port, pop, yeah, port. really.
1: Something. Um, but anyway, back to Shalane's feedback. Sorry, Shalane. Mm-hmm. You mentioned <laughs> my mom Miranda and Roger's and musical, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I had that idea. Um, and then she asked if they have said whether Indiana Jones is going to be the final film. I don't think so i would not be surprised if it's the final film for harrison ford but then again he was also supposed to be done with star wars ages ago so yeah. i don't know mm-hmm. well, i guess that depends on what happens what happens with the plot with this particular one Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um and she says the disney 100 celebration logo looks great yes it does um and then she says happy birthday to her because she's getting the thunderbolts right before her birthday <laughs> so. i mean at the rate we're going eventually we're all going to get something marvel related for our birthday at some year <laughs> yes i would hope most because yeah.
0: anyway, how my birthday lands because the big double marvel movies you know at the beginning of may beginning of July and my was the beginning of June mm-hmm. <laughs> and depending mine, f- uh, mine sometimes falls on labor day monday so <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. me not so much middle right. of february not necessarily a time for release of uh big blockbusters but then again deadpool 1 released on valentine's day so yeah. true <laughs> didn't black panther wasn't black panther february too yes yeah but it's 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 more not than not yeah so like i said middle february not necessarily the ideal time to release big blockbusters but things like black panther and deadpool have proven otherwise so who knows (laughs) oh all right thank you shalane for your feedback as always very much appreciated. Yeah. Yep. yep. Speaking of the house of mouse. <laughs> a certain attraction had a birthday. Not that a wonderful. certain park had a birthday. Park, yes. Park <laughs> attraction.
0: Yes. Sorry, misspoke. Yes.
1: Certain park had a big birthday and thankfully the uh the hurricane didn't spoil it. I think yeah. it spoiled it just a little because the, the I I've follow enough people the uh on TikTok that are Disney fans. Um, and then I know some people that were that were there on October first. And usually when a park has a big anniversary, they're usually pretty full. Epcot was not as full as I think it could have been if there had not been a hurricane that had hit Central Florida two days before. <laughs> So, <laughs> a lot of people's travel, I think, got screwed up. So, people weren't there that <laughs> intended to be there. Um, so, but, uh, you know, it is what it is, unfortunately, with, the, with hurricanes. Generally, generally, so, you know, Disney World is located far enough inland that... If a hurricane is powerful enough to make its way that far inland, by the time it reaches it, it's not strong enough to be significant um, and do a significant amount of damage. Obviously, that's not always the case, as we if you've seen um I haven't necessarily seen a whole lot as far as damage from the Walt Disney property. I know Universal got hit, and the show building for the Jurassic World ride got significantly damaged. Um, so, um, but yeah, with hurricanes, it's just one of those those things that you just you just never know. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, but thankfully. Things were calm enough by the time that Saturday, October 1st, rolled around that they were able to hold their 40th anniversary celebrations for for Epcot, um, which is good. So I guess if it, if worse come to worse, they could have just treated it like when I, Epcot first opened and just re- celebrate the park for an entire month. <laughs> so, but we'll get to that. Um, as we talk about the history of Epcot, so yeah, Epcot, the uh, uh the uh, second Florida park to open, I'll have obviously, the Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World Resort opening October 1st, 1971, so 11 years <laughs> earlier um and um epcot um is an acronym for the experimental prototype community of tomorrow Um, unless you're some of my friends who have been cast members in that case it's the experimental polyester clothing of today (laughs) i like that that has a little more of a kitschier ring to it. Yeah, and it's very true. <laughs> Central Florida, polyester. Do the math. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, the, the, the thing with Epcot is... It's the idea of what would eventually become Epcot before it got that 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 name was something that walt dreamed about creating all the way back even before disneyland became a thing um he um obviously you know we've talked about walt's history he grew up um in his formative years as a child out in middle of nowhere missouri you know marceline as beautiful beautiful as it is and it's a great place and every disney fan needs to visit there at least once it is in the middle of nowhere missouri uh so uh he essentially grew up in the country until his family moved to kansas city and even then kansas city in the you know early 1900s not the sprawling metropolitan city i don't even think it's necessarily a sprawling metropolitan area now i don't know i haven't been to the city in quite a while um imagine compared to some other places like new york and los angeles it was still probably fairly rural um so when Walt eventually got to california and founded the disney studios with his brother um you know started creating what is now the walt disney company obviously getting married having kids um and living there in essentially los angeles as much as he enjoyed his his life and his work and everything he was a little disenchanted with Ur, you know urban more big city, you know he didn't like all the noise, he hated the fact that you know when the trash truck came through to pick up his trash at at the curb, it was loud, you know when he take his daughters to the park for you know daddy daughter day, he didn't like how people you know if they if they went to go throw something in the trash can and they missed they didn't bother to pick it up um no he wasn't a huge fan of big city living um so he always had this dream of maybe building this state of the art not not looking for a utopia but just more a war, you know a city of the future that had all of the newest latest and greatest technology that allowed people to work and live and play and ha- you know raise their raise their kids and like with minimal impact to the environment um you know as as clean as possible as you know not a lot of industrial noise uh you know not a lot of industrial like architectures so you're not seeing like big factories with smokestacks off in the distance you know just something like he he wanted the jetsons essentially (laughs) kind of uh maybe without the the flying cars although if walt (laughs) thought that flying cars could have been a thing i'm sure he probably would have tried it um Mm -hmm. so he he always as as much as walt loved nostalgia um and history especially american history he definitely also loved technology um and um a lot of the people that Walt worked with recognized that uh marty scolar um who was um with the disney company for the longest time unfortunately he's no longer with us um he he joined the company in the in the 50s um and he remembers Walt spending hours and hours and hours talking with different tech companies and reading books on you know speculative future technology and traveling all over the globe looking for the latest and greatest in in technology um so this was an evolving idea that Walt had um And, um, he started to implement some of it in Disneyland, um, with things like the monorail. Um, he had, um, gone to Germany and, um, saw their version of a monorail system and, um, He, um, uh, apparently it looked like a loaf of bread with a slot in the bottom sitting on a stick. (laughs) Apparently, uh, but uh, Walt saw this while he was in Germany with his wife, saw it, drove to the service yard, jumps out of the car, and starts talking to the people working on it, even though. They spoke German and he didn't, (laughs) but managed to get enough information and photographs to be able to bring it back to WDI and, uh, uh, Bob Gurr, uh, who is Imagineer that specialized in transportation. He essentially took what he had and took it to Bob and said, I want you to design a monorail, um, and that's that's what he did. So they got the monorail. Bob Gurr also helped um, create what in Florida we call the TTA. The the it's uh, these uh, trains of they kind of look like the seats for like. If you've ever been to like a a fair or carnival, you know the, um, oh, what do they call it? The bobsled,
0: where Mm -hmm. it's in
1: a circle and they and it just goes in a circle and they go fast, but they also they're able to go up and down like small hills and stuff. But essentially, it's just just a it's just a kind of a (laughs) just kind of a, a. a seat with a lap bar and that's all about there is do it to hold mm-hmm. you in the tta is kind of like that except they're 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 no they're more boxy and it doesn't go fast it just goes slow but the these the short trains of these i don't know how many are in a, a train like i don't know half a dozen or something there's so many trains going in time um and it's in tomorrowland at least in the magic kingdom um and it goes for a loop it's a constantly moving um loading and unloading and it takes you for a loop around tomorrowland and goes through part of space mountain which is really cool especially if you happen to go through and the lights are on in space mountain that's really awesome uh but at one point it takes you by this through this tunnel and cut into the one of the wall, one of the walls of the tunnel is this giant display with like a plexiglass front to it, and it is the model, the original model for Epcot. So it's really cool. Um, but unfortunately, the TTA in in Disneyland has been closed for a long time, and I know people really, really want it to come back. <laughs> uh, so but that tta if you if you're at the magic kingdom and you need like a a time to like kick up your feet and not do anything and it's not busy hop on and if you're if it's not a really busy day odds are when you get back to the loading unloading area if you ask nicely the cast member will let you stay on you don't have to get off which is really nice (laughs) it's a good it's a good way to chill (laughs) um and people watch so um but yeah so the monorail and things like the tta um those are those are some of bob ger's things um and um so that's where it kind of started with things like the, the the transportation um and um the, the first monorail opened at Disneyland in 1959. Um and um at that point they were uh Disney was working with companies like General Electric, um who um, uh hired Disney to design an exhibit for the 1964 World's Fair. Um, although, uh, they, they hired Disney to do what they called progress land, which would take visitors to the history of electricity, um, which would run all the way through a near future city. Granted, this is the 1960s run quietly on eco-friendly GE power. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, actually, uh uh, ideas for things like that the the future cities go before that at one point um walt had started working with rca in the late 50s to uh, possibly build a community tomorrow in palm beach florida um but that didn't happen um because it would have been just been way too expensive <laughs> um so so then disney started working on the world's fair um so then by then walt got the idea for epcot and um because by then they knew they were they were they were going to florida yeah you know, by then it's the the mid 1960s um they they they've i did this you know the big swamp land in the middle of central florida you know we've talked about this how they created the shell corporations to try buy up as much as possible without price gouging um that sort of thing because the one thing that walt wanted to take advantage of that he did not have at disneyland was size um and um so he was like, okay, so we can build a, you know, a Florida version of Disneyland. And in his mind, the Florida park, the money made from that would help fund this city of tomorrow, this community of tomorrow. Um, uh, unfortunately, obviously, Walt died in 1966. So that it it never never really came to fruition um which ended up probably being a good thing um some of the imagineers like marty solar after the fact were like yeah you know walt very much the eternal optimist and once he had an idea he was like a dog with a bone and did not want to let it go but he did not necessarily have the mind to think about the minute little things that actually make things work properly, functionally. And it's like when you started getting down to the nitty gritty of what it takes to make a city function, it wouldn't have worked. It 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 wouldn't it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have worked not with the, the 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 financials and the and the the way things that were were set up um so um so they they had to set it aside you know and unfortunately um but when um um they with the success of the magic kingdom in florida um the uh company Uh, who obviously Roy was running the company as the Magic Kingdom opened. Um, But then eventually Roy died not long after uh, Walt Disney World Resort opened. So then Card Walker uh, became the Disney chairman and CEO. Um, And with the success in Florida, they realized uh, another park might be a a bad idea to to, um, you know at the end of the day make more money um but (laughs) the imagineers and some of the other people in you know the 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 high high seating jobs of the of the disney company hierarchy um could not agree on what the second gate should be you had some people that wanted to maybe try and find a way to theme park arise Walt's City of Tomorrow. And then you had some people that were like, no, we had, like, the World's Fair in 64, and that was really successful. We should do, like, a permanent World's Fair. And you had, you know, City of Tomorrow, World's Fair. City of Tomorrow, World's Fair. City of Tomorrow, World's Fair. Tomorrow, World's Fair. And... The City of Tomorrow people, they're like, they go off and make a model of what they think this should be. And then you got the World's Fair people that are like, they go off and do art and a model of what they think it should be. And then they come back together and then they're like, you know, City of Tomorrow World's Fair, City of Tomorrow World's Fair. And I don't remember who it is exactly. But, you know, like the, I think it's Ortega, the, the taco shell. Where you have the 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 family the the have half the family fighting over a hard shell taco and the and a uh, the other half of the family fighting over soft shell tacos.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you have the little girl's like why not both? This is essentially someone in the company was like why not both? Took the model for the city tomorrow took the model for the world's fair pushed them together boom theme park. <laughs> This essentially what happened, <laughs> and they were like, "Ah, okay, that's actually a really smart idea." So that's what they did. So, um, so if you look at a map of Epcot, either back then or even now, you will see it is two distinct areas. You have future world um which encompasses a lot of the um the uh the the technology world of tomorrow um type attractions which obviously constantly changing uh because technology moves very 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 fast um so they've had to be creative when it comes to it's not just technology but just education so it's not it's tech but it's also science like earth science and um animal science and things like that so it's not just computers because computer even just things like computers or cell phones they just they're rapidly evolving so it'd be really expensive to, to try to keep up um oh and then you have world showcase which goes around uh this this giant body of water and um has pavilions for different countries uh around the world um when epcot opened it was canada the uk france japan the united states aka the american venture italy germany china and mexico um now it is it has um 11 nations so you got canada uk france morocco japan the u.s italy germany china norway and mexico um so um uh yeah uh so uh the um future world um at the moment going through a uh fairly significant facelift um uh you know, as we mentioned with uh talking about d23 some a lot of that facelift they expected to be done in time for the 40th unfortunately the pandemic not <laughs> did not uh did help with that uh very well um but uh hopefully uh, most of that will be done in time for the 100th uh anniversary celebration to start next year Um, but, um, I thought for the longest time that until I went in 2006, I had never been to Epcot before because I don't have any memories of going to it. Turns out I went to Epcot when I was three, which is why I don't remember it, uh, But I have we still have our I still have our um, parking receipts from from when we went. Um so I'll I'll have to share a picture of those. Um but I saw those and I'm like, wait a minute, I've been to Epcot before and my mom was like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't remember there. <gasps> um so it almost doesn't count. <laughs> okay. um, but um yeah, so a lot of the a the, lot of the, uh, the, the stuff that if if I experienced it there when it was open at the time, I don't remember, and my mom doesn't remember either, because um, this would have been nineteen eighty seven ish. So yeah, Epcot would have been four or five years old at most. Um, so probably hadn't really changed a whole lot from its opening layout. Um, so, um, I, I, because I don't remember, I'm not going to necessarily touch on these attract, the attractions that no longer exist. Um, yeah, uh, obviously spaceship earth, the giant, a lot of people call it a golf ball. It is not a golf ball. It is a geodesic sphere uh for all you architecture nerds and math nerds out there uh spaceship earth is the the weenie uh for epcot kind of like the the castle is the the symbol uh for uh the magic kingdom part it, it is a uh, is spaceship earth um and um it's the it has had some updates throughout the years but the general plot is the same where you it's a slow moving dark attraction that takes you through the history and advancements of human communication um and um it is um it's had different narrators throughout the years um the very first narration was done by victor perrin who was uh a radio film and television actor apparently if you ever watched the original outer limits in the 60s he was the the control voice (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and um and then um in uh 86 it got an update um and walter Crockett, walter cronkate became the narrator um and then um and in 94 it got a uh, another update um and now the narrator was jeremy irons <laughs> so if you rode Spaceship Earth in the middle nineties, uh, it was voiced by Scar. Uh, <laughs> um, and then it was uh it went through another update again um in the late two thousands and it was Judy Dench. And um it has been Judy Dench averse since um, and it's supposed to be getting another update. And I have no idea if Judy Dench is going away or not, <laughs> because the update has not happened because of the pandemic. Um but uh I, I love spaceship. It has one of my absolute favorite animatronics. Get it. Um, then what it's talking about, the you know, history of of history of human communication uh so you know it shows like early cavemen drawing on cave walls and then it gets to uh the invention of of paper um and you get like the um the um like monks and stuff that start like copying you know copies of the bible and stuff by hand and there's this there's this room full of monks hard at work except for one there is a monk slumped over his table fast asleep and snoring and I don't know why but I love this animatronic so much <laughs> this is a sleeping monk I don't know it's like it reminds me of times when I was in college and I would go to the library and I'm supposed to be working and I would just be so exhausted I just kind of have to you know lay my head down on the table for a while and you know you can catch twenty wings before I can go back to study. <laughs> like, the study. Like I feel the, for the, you, buddy.
0: Yeah, the the ten minute nap turns into about a two and a half hour. Like whoopsie. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I needed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so or if you ever want to, if you, ever want to if you ever want to. If you ever want to trigger a Disney fan in a good way, not in a bad way. But if mm-hmm. you ever want to, if you're ever getting a reaction out of a disney fan walk up to them and go have you read you know ask them if they've ever been on spaceship earth odds are they will say yes like okay rome burning just say to them rome burning odds are you're gonna get a reaction out of them and they will smell (laughs) what it is you're talking about (laughs) All you gotta do is talk about the smell of Rome burning, and most Disney fans will know what you're talking about. So, there are even candles out there (laughs) that are Disney themed that are called that. So, of course, all of us book nerds are like, ah, though the burning of the library of Alexandria, you know, as a as a bibliophile, is a bit sad, but. Once you've smelled Rome burning, you know, it's like uh, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, and then um Journey into Imagination with Figments, which was not an opening uh day attraction. It opened in eighty three. Um, but that is where Figment, um, the so purple dragon dragon um, uh, comes from who's getting ready to come, bar- come back next year um, as a as a meetable meetable character. Um, but the Sherman Brothers, who Disney Legends wrote wrote a lot of Disney songs, uh, wrote the theme song "Little Spark," um, and then the original attraction was um you meet figment and dreamfinder very kind of colorful steampunkish um i've ne- i've never wrote it in that iteration that i remember um i only know the version now which is journey into imagination with figment um which is loosely connected to the imagination institute which is loosely connected to honey i shrunk the kids um and flubber (laughs) so like take all like the wacky scientists in disney movies so you got like the absent-minded professor and uh the the dad and the the honey i shrunk the the you know films um and the like and you have this company or whatever called the imagination institute um that you're supposed to be going on a tour of and the tour is hosted by dr nigel channing who is played by eric Idle, <laughs> <laughs> of body python babe so <laughs> uh, um but uh that, so that's the version i know um so um but there's all sorts of 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 uh references to to all, all sorts of disney uh type things like um uh yeah like i said the absent minded professor um you know honey i shrunk the kids um the computer wore tennis shoes <laughs> so um, um and then um Club Cool, uh, which is sponsored by Coca-Cola, has a collection of uh, fountains where you can get different samples of uh, various uh, Coke-branded soft drinks from around the world. Ask someone if they've ever had a Beverly and see what kind of reaction you get. Uh, (laughs) um, uh, And then... um, Mission Space, which is a uh, Mars simulator ride, um, I cannot ride that one. It makes me sick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, even though there is a there is a green version and an orange version, so there's the orange version is more intense. Even on the green version, I still kind of want to puke. So, yeah, when an attraction offers you barf bags in the ride vehicle. That tells you something.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, and then there's a new restaurant, Space 220. I've not been there since it since it opened. Um Test Track, which has gone through several um iterations, um, but is is very cool. Um currently sponsored by Chevrolet. Um and guard now is Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is now where um universe of energy used to be um and i have not been on since that opened yet although i've watched several on right videos uh of of people writing it it looks really 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 like kind i of love they're finally finally getting mcu related stuff in florida uh so um but it looks so cool i'm really excited to write it at some point in the future um and then um you have uh the seas which is where um the attraction finding nemo is which uses very similar it's a very similar ride vehicle to the haunted mansion except they look like giant shells instead of doom buggies or clamshells um, you have uh turtle talk with crush which is an interactive crush um ex- uh, show. I, 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 I watched those
0: on like instagram and youtube <laughs> that's mm-hmm. so good
1: yeah Yep. And then that's where the Coral Reef restaurant is located, which I've not eaten at because I'm not a huge fan of seafood. Um, but you can go there and uh, see some of the, the fish and the sharks, <laughs> among other aquatic animals um, that they have on exhibit there. Um, you have uh, Living with the Land. Um, which is a boat tour which takes you through um, at, uh, actually it's not just Epcot's but the the Walt Disney Resorts green some of their greenhouses and hydroponics labs where they grow um, a number of fruits and vegetables along with um, uh, ethically uh, breeding fish several different types of fish um And lobster and shrimp, and all of that food gets served in the restaurants and the parks and in the resort um so they they literally grow and serve their own food on on the spot in some places um so that's a lot of fun um and then Soren, um uh, which used to be just sorin over California. Now it's soaring around the world, um, which is very, very, very cool. Um, and then that is where um, Journey of Water, which is the Moana Moana theme attraction, is going to go. Is near there? Excuse me. Um, so, um, uh, and then World Showcase. Is uh, like I said, uh, different. Uh, Eleven different nations are represented um, as you go around World Showcase Lagoon. Um, the uh, perimeter is 1.2 miles. Uh, so if you did one loop, you would do slightly over a mile. Um, this the uh, lagoon is where the nighttime show. Uh, takes place at the moment that is harmonious, although that is going to change. Uh, it used to be illuminations, which I know a lot of people still want it to be brought back. Sorry. Um, but uh, what's really cool about World Showcase, besides the food oh, the food, we're <laughs> going to talk about the food. Um, is uh the fact that each pavilion each country the cast members that work there are native to that country so very cool um, yeah yeah so you know if you're um you know if you have quite you know quite you know like if you're like i'm going to be visiting japan you know, at some point. And I would like to ask some questions to some people that are from there. There you go. Or maybe you're learning a foreign language or maybe want to practice with a native speaker. Mm-hmm. You could potentially do that. Um, so um, that is really cool. Um, and some of the countries have an attraction not all of them um and some have more than one (laughs) um but they all have at least um at least a uh what we what we would call not fast food uh necessarily uh you're not gonna find mcdonald's here um but you're gonna find like a quick service place to get food in every uh pavilion um and in a good number of them they also have a sit down restaurant um of course, they all have a gift shop uh, <laughs> of, course. of um, course yeah um and um they all have um music and architecture that is very authentic like even in some cases straight from the source like the morocco pavilion the king of morocco sent some of his workers with authentic moroccan tile to be installed because he wanted it to be as authentic as possible (laughs) Um, so, and then, and then at every, at every, uh, country you can find authentic, um, some adult beverage of authentic persuasion in each one so that you can drink around the world. (laughs) So, which is a very common occurrence (laughs) for people visit the parks is the attempt to drink around the world because for a lot of people they don't make it yeah. <laughs> so, and the, and disney knows beer yeah and, slash pub crawl yeah And disney knows people that do it they don't condone it they would prefer people don't because people get themselves into trouble um if they can't hold their liquor um but at the same time doesn't stop them from selling it um now if you ask disney fans what is the proper direction to go around world showcase you will probably get a 50-50 split on the correct answer um whether it's supposed to be clockwise or counterclockwise um Personally, I prefer to go um, clockwise. Okay. Um, Where, if you're coming from Future World, going into World Showcase, you would go left and start in Mexico and work your way around to Canada. Um, other people will tell you no, you should go counterclockwise. Uh depending on when you go and how busy it is, it sometimes doesn't matter. Uh <laughs> so, uh but I am partial to going clockwise uh myself, but it also depends on where we're going. Um, you know, if we have a dinner, you know, a, a reservation at one of the restaurants or something. Um so um, but uh that's just me. So Mexico, um, has a quick service. I, I'm saying uh, take all of I said. This is based on my memory from the last time I went, which was in 2017. Things may have changed since then. <laughs> right, your mileage may so, vary. <laughs> yeah, your mileage may vary. So, um, uh, I guess I could pull up a, a current map. I guess if I really wanted to. <laughs> excuse me um but um yeah so um there we go um so yeah so mexico has a um quick service outside their sit down is inside the building um that kind of looks like a aztec type temple Um, so that's where you will find the sit down restaurant which sits right next to the water which um, hosts the attraction there which is the grand fiesta tour starring the three caballeros Um, so it's kind of like it's a small world but just for Mexico and it's hosted by the three caballeros (laughs) so it's Donald and uh, his two friends that I can't remember the names um from the the cartoons the the old cartoons um so um and then they've got a they have now have a margarita bar that was not open last time i was there uh <laughs> so um uh so then you have uh, da, da, da. So you have Mexico, and then you have uh, Norway, um, which has a sit-down restaurant, which is a character meal um, with princesses, I believe. Princess character meal. Um, and then it had a boat attraction that used to be called the Maelstrom, which showed you a little bit of the history of Norway. Um, it's a bit more thrilling than uh, uh, than uh, something like the Grand Fiesta Tour because this had trolls and the trolls tried to kill you. Uh, so a bit more thrilling, of course. Now it's frozen themed mm-hmm. uh <laughs> it's the exact same layout as just now it tells the story of frozen um so instead of a troll trying to get you it's it's marshmallow trying to kill you um but it's got anna and elsa and, and of course you're gonna get let it go stuck in your head because at one point you got elsa singing it to you um uh so um uh, uh so that's norway um the china pavilion um their attraction is a film um all about uh china um they also have a quick service and a sit down restaurant i've eaten at both of those um it is really good <laughs> uh, i'd highly highly recommend eating at either one of those um so uh that's uh that's uh cool. Um and then there of course gift shop. There's gift shops in all of these. I don't think I need to mention that again. Uh Germany, <laughs> one of Chauncey and I's favorite restaurants in all of Walt Disney World, the beer garden. Oh my goodness. It is a inside, it is a, like a German beer hall. Uh it's it's huge it's tiered yeah they sit you down likely at table a table with other people um just because for space purposes it's a lot easier to have tables of like you know eight (laughs) instead of four um which is kind of fun because you get to talk to people that you wouldn't otherwise get to talk to but it's a this giant german beer hall And then all the tables uh, are um, kind of in this horseshoe shape, all looking down on this sunken floor where there's a stage. And like every hour or so, there's a live performance with an authentic German band. So, you know, tuba, accordion, you know, you name it, you know, your typical umpa type Bavarian music. Uh, they will perform um for you while you're eating your meal. It's a buffet, so it's eat until you're stuffed, which I do, um, because it is a German spread of meat mm-hmm. and cheese and mm-hmm. bread and, and you know desserts like i could eat i can uh-huh. eat my weight in pretzel rolls <laughs> uh-huh. and german beets jesus yep. they have a cheese soup there This uh, it's a beer cheese oh, soup oh my yum. god i could drink my weight in that just by itself uh, and being and then they, half
0: german heritage i'm right there with yeah you. <laughs> and of
1: course they've got german beer and wine available for purchase if you don't want you know, your 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 soda or coffee that would come with it normally. And I think the last time we ate there, Chauncey had Chauncey's beer was a liter whole size.
0: Oh. Wowza He
1: was feeling really good the rest of the day.
0: <laughs> so they uh, give it to him a nice big stein. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, uh,
1: we've eaten. Uh, we've eaten at the beer garden. I think more than we've eaten anywhere else on Disney property. <laughs> it so... not surprised god. after that rundown,
0: I'd be eating there pretty much all the time
1: myself. <laughs> oh god, oh uh they do have a, a quick service where you can get a bratwurst you know bratwurst and like a german you know german pretzel but like if you want the full spread you have to do the beer garden but you make sure you go hungry um uh-huh. so, so oh maybe God. skip breakfast that day <laughs> skip everything uh, <laughs> but don't let yourself get dehydrated right. uh uh so but yeah uh then germany does Germany does not really have anything in the way of attractions. Actually, now that I think about it, I think um, unless you count, if you want to stay out in the in the square outside and wait for the cuckoo clock to the little characters come out of the cuckoo clock, but mm-hmm, basically the beer garden is the main attraction. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. If you don't have a if you don't have a reservation for the the beer garden, sorry, you're just not going to get entertained. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can still get beer outside of it though, so um <laughs> uh, is then <that> Italy <gasps> Italy? Where's Nick Hello. when I need him? Uh, yep. <laughs> um, oh my goodness um uh once again, <laughs> if you want pizza, this is where you go for pizza uh-huh. <laughs> uh of course, um uh there is um i have not actually eaten at the either of the restaurants uh, in Italy because there's the Tutto Italia ristorante and then you have the Via Napoli ristorante and pizzeria so but we have been the, to the Tutto Gusto wine cellar we went there for my birthday one year when well, we went for my birthday um and we got wine and I think just like nibbles. Um mm-hmm. and of course there's a place where you can get gelato uh Ooh, <laughs> as well. Yep. Um, yeah. And then they've got um Italian um boats uh moored the gondolas. up. Yeah, the gondolas moored up if you go uh to out there to the edge of World Shake world showcase lagoon. Um so um and then uh American adventure obviously america um <laughs> uh that is where um the uh American adventure, which is a combination of animatronic and film stage show um it tells a history of america uh the history of America narrated. By Mark Twain and Benjamin Franklin, mm-hmm. um which is really cool, yep, um again, a nice place to 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 take a load off off of your feet um that is also where the America Gardens Theatre is, which sits up against world Showcase. That is where these shows like at Christmas time when they do the um Candlelight processional and um during the flower and garden festival they have the eat to the beat concerts um i saw chubby chucker there one year um, oh cool really cool yeah so that was really cool um and then they have the uh regal eagle smokehouse so of course american craft beer and barbecue um that's also where you go at christmas time when you want to meet santa and mrs claus um so if your kids if you happen to be at epcot your kids really want to meet santa there's where you can go meet santa um and then in japan um they have um a uh several different a couple different spots you can um eat actually um, cause they have a, um, the Katsura grill, um, and then they have teponado um, and then they have the Kabuki cafe, um, and then they have the, um, the, um, a Japanese, like, um, mark not market oh, it's not like a supermarket but it's like a japanese like department store mm-hmm. but scale down so that's where you can buy like your um like your japanese snacks um like if you're a huge fan of like japanese uh like candy and snacks and stuff that's where you can buy those um you know things like your your pockies and your, your stuff like that um That's also where the uh, Sake Bar is. So if you want to try Sake, um, that's where that is. Um, There's also Japanese collectibles, things like Pokemon and the like um, are available for for purchase there. So it's kind of like getting going to a Daiso, but on a much smaller scale. (laughs) And not at Daiso prices, because this is Disney. Uh, (laughs) Unfortunately, so... (laughs) Uh, Morocco, I've never eaten at um, the uh, Spice Road table. Um, but from what I understand, it's very popular with the dads, uh, who are on vacation because they have belly dancers mm-hmm. as part of the entertainment at the restaurant. Right. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, they used to have a, uh walk up fat quick service but it doesn't like that Look like they do at the moment that that's where you could get shawarma um when the avengers came out they were selling they had a shawarma special uh (laughs) for a while there i bet they made a (laughs) mint yep um and then france um where um they have um The Chefs de France, um, and um, that's our sit-down table. I had some of the best chicken in my life at that French restaurant. (laughs) I don't know what they did to it. But this was, oh my goodness, it was the best chicken. I mean, there wasn't anything like, you know, overly... You know, for an American palate, like it wasn't like overly seasoned or had like a, you know, a weird sauce or anything. It was just melt in your mouth, fall off the bone chicken, uh, roasted chicken. It was really good. Uh, (laughs) um, uh, That is where there's also the Molangerie Patisserie. um, That is the French bakery. So you can get all your German or German, not German, French. Uh snackity snacks. So things like mm-hmm. your croissants and your little torts and your tartlets and with things full of you know fruit and cream and all sorts of yummy yummy, and that's also where you get ice cream. Um there's also a, a stand that sells crepes. Um the um the uh um um there's also, a, uh, I think they've opened up a, like a wine bar, I think, since I was last there. So I look forward to trying that out. Um, and then that is where they have um, the Impressions de France. So that is a film um, that shows the French countryside, makes it you know, look very beautiful, makes you want to hop on a plane. Um, that is also where you can meet Beauty Belle and the Beast. Um, and that is where Remy's Rajatouille Adventure, which is a new 3D attraction that is a, a copy of the one in Disneyland Paris, but I've not been on that yet, so I can't speak for it. Um so um, but I I I I I, I do like France just kidding. load me up with a glass of wine and a bunch of French pastries. I am happy as a cat in a sunbeam Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, the the uk not a whole lot in the way of attract not really anything in the way of attractions yet There's supposed to be a mary poppins attraction supposed to be going in there eventually because of the pandemic that's been put on hold hopefully that happens eventually though um but that is where you find the yorkshire county fish shop shop so if you want fish and chips there you go. And then the Rosen Crown, which is a traditional English pub. So if you want a nice, you know, if you want to sit down with a, you know, a beer, you know, especially if you want to do something that's distinctly English, like a black and tan or something, they will hook you up. And that's where you're going to get things like shepherd's pie and scotch eggs not healthy at all but oh my goodness stick to your ribs good uh (laughs) Mm -hmm. really really good um oh um and then they've got a little stage area tucked away you have to like go into the pavilion um and then there's like a little rose garden um and they did have a band that would do they were like a cover band and they would do like the Beatles and the, the Stones, you know, they, you know, pick a English rock band and they would you know perform their songs. I don't know if they still do that or not. Um, and then, of course, the gift shop, you can find a lot of English football team gear. Um, they also find... British band type stuff, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones. That is where I got my first ever Doctor Who t-shirt. Nice. I was about to ask, if they no. car- did they happen to carry any Doctor Who? They man? do, At least they did last oh, time I was nice. there. So yes, yes, they, they they did carry Doctor Who last time I was there. Uh, so yeah. Good
0: to know the house the mouse loves that time travel yeah, blue yeah, box. So Ooh, oh nice. now that would be that would be a nice little interesting uh crossover to see with... yeah
1: <laughs> yeah chauncey uh, goofy chauncey and i had uh, some wedding Nanny pictures Tardis. yeah <laughs> chauncey and i had wedding pictures taken around world showcase and there is uh-huh. like uh one of me in a red phone booth <sighs> i uh, think so, i've never um, seen that in your yeah. in your feed, I, I, I wouldn't have known anything at the time because i was not a doctor who fan when i got married mm-hmm. i didn't know what doctor who was so um but yeah now it's like uh, they yeah they need to have a little a little something doctor who related in there mm-hmm. just a, gear. A,
0: a, a, a little chartist with a hidden mickey somewhere mm-hmm and no we're not talking roses mickey <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah um and then last but certainly at least canada um where they have lascellier steakhouse um where that's where chauncey and i had our first meal as husband and wife oh cool uh, we uh we got married uh at disney world at the boardwalk uh, resort which is right nearby um and then we were getting together with the family later that evening but we had uh, uh we separated from the family so we could have time together um and then they could go and just chill and swim or whatever or back at their hotel um so we had a reservation at uh le Cellier, and we had the buttons, you know, said just married, which you see a lot of people with those because a lot of people honeymoon at Disney World. Um, so you know, you'd be like just married, and it's it's not that unusual. So we get there and we check in for our reservation. Of course, we got the the buttons, and the people are like, "Oh, great, congratulations! How long have you been married?" And we're like, mm, "About an hour and a half." <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh. "What? Yeah, we just got married." less than two hours ago right over there <laughs> and they're like in your hair yeah i, <laughs> yeah. Want, s- I want steak give me steak <laughs> we're hungry yes it's like i have been up since 5 a.m this morning for hair and makeup all i've had this morning is a little bit of breakfast and then some wedding cake give right. me steak you know? <laughs> the bride is getting hangry exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> Oh so, uh so yeah. So uh LaCellier, great for steak. Um they also have the beer cheese soup. Um Ooh. Yum. <laughs> so, any any
0: difference or recipe pretty much the same?
1: I think the recipe's pretty much the same. It's just not all you can eat.
0: <laughs> there you go. And they probably use the Canadian beer versus a German beer.
1: <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Uh yeah um and then um they have um uh, a a film a canada film but theirs is a circle vision so it's in 360 so you stand in the center of this room and then the screen wraps all the way around you um cool which i think is supposed to be getting an upgrade um so but uh, for the longest time it was hosted <laughs> it was hosted by martin short everyone's favorite oh. canadian uh, mm-hmm. so um i don't know what's gonna happen to martin uh when Aww. it gets upgraded if he'll go if he'll go bye-bye um so i guess please we'll see. no <laughs> yeah
0: for those of us in the know, for only murders in the building uh-uh
1: yeah, yeah really we,
0: we don't put him in a corner like it's one of my favorite canadians
1: <laughs> yes. um uh so yeah um and then um i'm i i don't know who else i need to like email or tweet or whatever but now during food and wine
0: Uh
1: um because uh epcot epcot is great because of the sheer size for like festivals for them to do things throughout the year so in the springtime they do flower and garden which i really like to call flower and wine um Mm -hmm. (laughs) where um you they will they will have a specialty uh, like topiaries and gardens yeah, especially built gardens they have a butter, but, butterfly butterfly garden uh-huh. that goes up temporarily there's different stands where you can buy like of course Mickey themed like gardenings type things like you want a, a Mickey garden gnome this is where you go you need Mickey themed garden gloves and trowel this is where you go um, but they also do pop up temporary food booths as well that are generally themed to flower and gardens. So they're going to use a lot of like fresh herbs. Maybe there, there's a lot of flowers out there that are edible. Um, so a lot of lot of um, they tend to be kind of tapas type sar- serving sizes. So. You know anytime I know somebody that's going to Disney World and it happens to be either during uh especially during food and wine um but during one of these festivals, I'm like don't bother making a sit down meal reservation for Epcot. just work your way around World showcase for all the little booths you will find something to eat, and you will fill mm-hmm. up yeah <laughs> so um but of course, you know whether specialty food, there's specialty drinks uh hence uh-huh. it's flower and wine to me not flower and garden i yep. don't really care about the flowers give me the food and the beverages um yep. and then in the fall it's food and wine uh so once okay. again specialty temporary food stands this time they're each theme to this each country that they're posted in um, so you can try some some different and unique foods that aren't normally available in those pavilions. That's usually when you can find poutine in Canada. Why is it a permanent why a permanent place to get poutine in Epcot all year round is beyond me. They would make that's a mint. A crime. It <laughs> is, it absolutely is. Um Fine for and what
0: now that, I know the value of poutine. My goodness, yeah, really. Cheese
1: curds. quite exactly, exactly. Um, and then, uh, and now they do it at Christmas time too. Uh, so they will have, uh, specialty stands with, uh, different snacks and, and beverages you can try at Christmas time as well. And then it's also fun during Christmas time is all the countries will have whatever their holiday equivalent
0: Mm -hmm. of
1: Santa is a lot of countries. It is a version of santa Mm -hmm. or a santa like but not all of them so whatever their holiday representation is character representation they will have um For it, it, they'll usually show up at the, yeah, you get the schedule whenever you come into the park, you get the map, you get the little paper thing with the schedule for all the shows and stuff. Uh, And it'll tell you the appearance, you know, where they appear and at what time. So they'll usually come out several times a day and tell their story about, you know, how they fit into the mythology of that country and how the people celebrate the holidays in that particular country. And like I said, in America, of course, you can meet Santa and Mrs. Claus. yeah, if you want to go the American traditional route, um, so yeah, that's a Epcot is just especially a World Case is really really cool for. I mean, it's cool just by itself, but if you go during one of those times of years, it's just kind of extra awesome. And I'm getting hungry again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs>
0: My tummy is slightly
1: rumbling. <laughs> somebody run to France and ship me stuff, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're tr- going to be turning to Winnie I the Pooh's cr- here. Yeah, I was like, I need a croissant <laughs> and a glass of vino quickly. Um, or oh, 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 some beignets. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, um. So, yeah. Yeah, i mean there are people especially locals that will go to opcot just to eat which if i was local i would too
0: yeah honestly like,
1: no kidding. <laughs> yeah i got an annual pass i don't mm-hmm. need to pay to get in i don't need to pay to park just go and it's like i'm just you know yeah you know, if i was local and i had like nothing to do like on a random tuesday or something and food and wine was going on i'd be like bye i'll be back mm-hmm. in like five hours if you're lucky yeah yep <laughs> basically we we've, we've,
0: we've become the norm at epcot
1: hey! yeah pretty much <laughs> pretty much that is that is pretty much the case so um you know not that future world is bad um but it is um you know if you're if you're uh When you when you talk about Disney and food, I mean that's 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 kind of where it's at. I mean, you really can't go wrong. If you can't find something to eat in World Showcase, you know, aside from like, yeah, if you've got like serious like food allergies or something like dietary restrictions, that I can understand. But just your average person, if you cannot find something to eat in World Showcase, you're doing something wrong.
0: Uh huh.
1: Even if you're just like a meat and potatoes type of person, like I normally am. Even I will get adventurous.
0: <laughs>
1: uh huh. When working my way around,
0: okay. I will. I so. will
1: try anything
0: once to say yes. Mm-hmm. I have
1: tried it. Chauncey had escargot once. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So I said, "You go right on ahead, honey. I'm going to be drinking <laughs> this Grand Manier slushy. Thank you very much." Because <laughs> I, I can remember the first time I had.
0: I can remember the first time I had calamari. They were deep fried. Mm-hmm. They look like onion rings. I actually thought they were onion rings. And I was like, no, that was calamari. I'm like, wow, they taste like onion rings. You know, without the mm-hmm. onion flavor. And They're just like, that's how you know you've had good calamari. <laughs> it doesn't taste like a rubber band.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm like I'm 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 excited that Epcot has reached 40, although I'm also mm-hmm. Kind of quaking in my boots. If you're a friend of mine on Facebook, you would have saw my post on Saturday going, "Oh, great! Epcot's turned 40. Well, that means in four and a half months, so do I." Rachel, as someone who's <laughs> a few
0: years past 40, there's no-
1: <laughs>
0: nothing changes that much. <laughs> Tell that to my knees and hips. Uh, <laughs> hey, i I've, uh, hey, I, I had the knees and hips kind of achy and pains before hitting forty. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I feel ya. This
1: is why we drown our sorrows by drinking a round world showcase, um, yeah. and then just riding Spaceship Earth and hoping that it it slows to a crawl. Um, singing along with Nemo and friends on Clamshell. Um, <laughs> so i'm i'm excited to see the changes in future world um yeah you know, there's there's stuff i know existed in the past that unfortunately i just never got to see like horizons mm-hmm. i know a lot of people that remember horizons miss it desperately That a lot of people miss the original journey to imagination um you know i never got to see kitchen cabaret <laughs> i did oh my in gosh, person i've only God. seen i've only seen oh. people's crappy home video of it uh, or food rocks take your pick mm-hmm. uh yeah apparently for a while there they decided that eating well was you know very very important um so which it is um, oh um but yeah, I'm 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 excited to see the new Moana attraction. I think it's going to be really cool. Um, cuz uh, you know, Moana was, was a good movie. Um so um that'll be um uh, fun cuz I, I I think the having a, some element of water there um I think will, will look really good keeping in with kind of that environmental aspect to it the land always always a good good go um mm-hmm. you know especially when again at certain times of year sometimes at christmas they will decorate some of the plants the like the trees <laughs> stuff so Aww. you may be riding on your little boat while in the land and you may see a, a hydroponic that's um growing like carrots or something and then the 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 green bits of the carrots have little like decorative bows on it for Christmas (laughs) (laughs) Ah, or they'll do things like grow pumpkins um Mm -hmm. but they'll make uh they'll play at the pumpkin and then when it starts to grow they put it in a mickey shaped like plexiglass Uh container Container. so that it grows to the shape of the container so then you end up with a mickey mickey shaped pumpkin oh cool Um, so that that's really it's a lot of fun um oh i I really look forward to writing guardians of the galaxy eventually um whenever i get i get back there because like i've like i said i've seen video and it looks just really really cool And I'm just excited to finally getting some Marvel stuff in Florida, um, Mm -hmm. just because it it is what it is. The agreement when Disney bought Marvel, the agreement was with Universal that any characters that appear in their park in Florida cannot appear in any Disney parks east in the Mississippi, which really just means Florida. Um, Right so they can have they have an entire avengers campus now in california Uh you got spider-man and dr strange and black panther and all Uh of them out in california we have guardians in florida because the guardians do not appear at universal in florida so Mm -hmm. since the beginning guardians have really been the only ones who've been able to able to appear they did have doctor strange for a hot minute at the studios i missed him uh for <laughs> that particular year but really it's mostly been the guardians because they're they're the one of the few that universal does not have a a hold on in florida so um that's that's really why we have the guardians and that's it at the moment so but hopefully this is a sign of more to come, come. yes <laughs> So, but I will take it at the moment. So, so, oh, and then of course, eating my way around World Showcase uh, again and drinking Mm -hmm. possibly. (laughs) If you pace yourself, you know, your food to liquid ratio, depending on how much of a lightweight you are, you may be fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if you have questions about food, tweet Lou. Yep. (laughs) If you have questions about (laughs) drinks, tweet Becky. Uh Uh-huh. Between the two of them, they got you covered. Because they've been there more recently than I have. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you can't forget the Dole Whips. (laughs) Uh, That is true. That is very, very true. I do like being a Dole Whip. But they have Grand Marnier slushies in France. (laughs) True. Uh, I mean, if you want something cold... Exactly.
0: <laughs> and, and, and you're of the age to have an adult beverage. <laughs> that is true. Yes.
1: So. Well, and apparently I saw on TikTok um, in the ice cream shop in France, you can mm-hmm. get an ice cream martini. Ooh! Ooh. Yum! Oh, dear Bob Cha- Chapek, please send uh, us to... <laughs> If we share the portions between us, then we'll be able to go- cover more ground. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like I wonder what she's would make of that ice cream martini. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Lou can be our designated filmer. Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, invite Becky. Uh, uh-huh. Should be a grand old time oh my goodness okay well now that we've absolutely talked ourselves into hunger again
0: uh,
1: (laughs) happy birthday Epcot
0: uh yes happy birthday and here's here's
1: to many more years yeah really here's to 40 more years of food and drinks and fun yes oh my <laughs> a little bit of our listeners have been to epcot recently or just have fond memories of epcot and want to share their favorite memory of a character meeting or attraction or meal uh <laughs> meals uh <laughs> and torturing uh you can send us feedback. Uh you can email us, fiveishfangirls at gmail.com, or you can go to our website, which is the five fangirls.com, uh, where you can connect with all of our social medias um and send us feedback however you wish. Um bonus points if you figure out how to send snacks along with your feedback.
0: Uh-huh. Um, <laughs>
1: um also on our website you can find links to the book club oh as we said the book club updates you can go check that out link is on our website um if you'd like to financially support us so that we can all go to disney world together i'm just kidding um <laughs> we would never ask you all to pay for that disney will pay for that um uh, i swear uh you can <laughs> Somewhere my account is going no. Uh, <laughs> kidding. uh but you can financially support us uh to make sure that we can keep talking about eating at Disney World uh, yes. through uh Kofi or uh Patreon, or you can buy merch on Redbubble. Uh links to all of those are in on the website as well and um uh hopefully hopefully we did Lou and Becky proud (laughs)
0: yes
1: (laughs) oh my oh all right well with that um we're gonna sign off for this week so I can go get something to eat again
0: (laughs) thanks uh this is pretty important say good night This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening and good eating. Yeah, really.
1: And (laughs) this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Andy. (laughs) It's about food and wine time. Please tag us on Instagram. I'll just lick my phone screen. You have been listening to The 5ish Fangirls Podcast. You can find more episodes and information at the5ishfangirls.com. Any and all books, movies, games, and any other forms of media mentioned are owned and operated by their respective copyright holders. No copyright infringement is intended or implied. If you wish to support the show, the easiest way is to leave us a rating and review. More ratings and reviews will make it easier for others to find the show. If you wish to support us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash five-ish fangirls podcast. All money goes towards fees and equipment to keep the show going. For official fiveish fangirls merchandise, visit redbubble.com slash people slash five-ish fangirls. We love hearing from our listeners and encourage feedback. You can email us at FiveishFangirls@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash five-ish fangirls.